Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Before the episode, let me quickly tell you about my new book. It's titled Measures of Success. It's a book that will help you react less to your performance metrics, every up and down in those. It'll help you lead better. It'll help you improve more. So you can learn more about the book by going to www.measuresofsuccessbook.com or you can search Amazon. It's available as a print book, a Kindle book. It's available through Apple Books. I hope you'll check it out. Hi, this is Mark Raven. If you like this podcast, you might realize I have a blog, leanblog.org. Did you also know that I have another podcast called Lean Blog Audio? And there I basically, occasionally, or as often as I can, I read audiobook style versions of blog posts. So you can go to leanblog.org slash audio or search in your favorite podcast place for Lean Blog Audio. I hope that'll give you something else uh, that's food for thought, something else to help you in your lean journey. Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 121 of the podcast for June 27th, 2011. My guest today is Mrinalini Godkuri. She's a senior lecturer at the Fisher College of Business at The Ohio State University. Today, we're going to be talking about their new MBOE, or Masters of Business Operational Excellence, for healthcare program that's starting this fall. Rinalini is a physician trained in India, where she practiced for three years as a family physician, and she came to the U.S. nine years ago to pursue her passion in process improvement in healthcare. So she's worked in various organizations and quality improvement roles here in the U.S., and is now working with Ohio State and this MBOE program. The post for this episode can be found at www.leanblog.org slash 121. If you want to find links to the MBOE healthcare program and see a short overview video. This week, my podcast is being featured on the front page of the website slapdashradio.com. You can check out their website for a directory of podcasts and a podcatcher application for the web or mobile devices that allows you to get great podcasts without the headaches of syncing with iTunes. So as always, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Renalini, I want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast. It's my pleasure, Mark. So I was wondering if you could start by introducing yourself for the listeners, talk about your professional background uh, before we dive into talking about the program. Sure. My name is Mrinalini Gadkari. I was uh, trained as a physician in India, and I practiced as a family physician for three years there. And I've also worked at a multi-specialty and trauma center as a clinical and administrative resident, which is where I uh, discovered my passion for process improvement. And I came to the U.S. about nine years ago. I did my master's in health services administration at the George Washington University. I spent a year at the Johns Hopkins Bayview Medical Center focusing my uh, learning in quality improvement area. And then I moved on to Boston to work at uh, the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Brigham and Women's Hospital, um, helping um, executives, nurses, doctors, administrators, and the frontline staff to work together as a team, breaking the silos and improving their systems and uh, processes. And uh, currently, I work as a faculty member at the Ohio State University's Fisher College of Business 
uh, again, teaching the MBOE healthcare program. And MBOE is Master's of Business and Operational Excellence, correct? That's correct. And uh, this program is uh, specifically focused in uh, healthcare. So um, they started the regular MBOE program um, at the Fisher College of Business three years ago. And uh, we had students from all industries. But what we saw was there was a, a growing interest uh, from the healthcare community. Uh, I mean, currently in, in the 2011 cohort of the MBOE program, we have more than 40% of students who are from healthcare. And they are from different backgrounds. They are from the academic healthcare centers. Um, there are people from research and also from hospice. So we saw the growing interest, and it just made sense to create a MBOE program specific to healthcare so that we could service their needs better. And when you talk about the, the curriculum and, and how to serve the needs of um, healthcare students, um, what, what were some of the pros and cons? Because I've, I've talked to some of the MBOA students um, that I know, they're from you know, Akron Children's Hospital, for example, who have um, really enjoyed and gotten a lot out of um, the MBOA program. Can you talk a little bit about how it's different or um, what, how it's structured for healthcare now specifically? So uh, the difference between the regular MBOE and uh, the MBOE healthcare program is that that um, students uh, will still get to experience uh, and learn um, learn from uh, uh, industries other than healthcare. But with the healthcare program, uh, we would uh, be more specific about uh, the needs that are related to. Uh, uh, the medical legislation and the Joint Care Commission uh, that uh, requires hospitals to have uh, specific systems and processes in place for uh, uh, for uh, um, enhanced patient safety mm-hmm. uh, and employee safety uh, as well as uh, uh, satisfaction. So the way we have designed the healthcare MBOE program is that. Uh, students will um, actually visit uh, some of the hospitals in different parts of the country and learn from how they have applied Lean and Six Sigma to improve their processes and systems. So um, it, it's not just the good things that they'll get to see, but they'll mm-hmm. also learn how uh, these hospitals and the leaders there had to face different challenges uh, to actually make this happen. So when you talk about the structure of the program, um, it, it sounds like there's a lot more to it than just the classroom experiences. Can you talk a little bit about just the, the, the high-level overview of you know the, the duration of the program and how much people time how much time people spend on campus versus um, being out in the field visiting organizations or doing Gemba visits, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this program, um, this is a one-year program. Uh, this program is for uh, working professionals, uh, managers, doctors, nurses who have a passion for operation excellence and would be interested in leading the operational excellence uh, change at their organization. Uh, so in the one year, we have eight sessions, and each session is a four-day intense learning session, which includes classroom classroom learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, visiting the Gemba or you know the different hospital sites, 
and this would also include visits to some of the non-healthcare sites so that uh, students could get a better understanding how others are doing it and uh, learn how they could apply those principles in healthcare as well. And this also involves uh, a, a capstone project. So uh, it's uh, the program overall includes a four day um, every MBOE week on campus. Uh, there's visit to the Gemba and there's distance coaching. Uh, distance coaching is uh, basically every student will get a very experienced coach who would guide them through their capstone project. Now, the goal is that the students actually get to apply the principles real time um, when they go back to their organization. So they go back enriched with the knowledge and tools and methodologies uh, and, and involve uh, their team members to make those changes. Okay, and talking about um, the curriculum, I, I'd be curious to hear a little bit more um, of the types of courses when you talk about the boundaries of operational excellence. Of course, that includes lean. Um, can you can you talk about um, some of the, the lean education and some of the other areas that might be covered, including Six Sigma and, and other operational excellence approaches? So, um... In those eight sessions, um, the first session is uh, learning about value stream mapping. Uh, this program is designed according to the value stream of the process or the system that uh, the student is working on. Uh, the goal of the program is to uh, help students um, learn how to break the silos and work with all the team members that are involved in that process. So they'll learn about value stream mapping, they'll learn about how to measure processes, and also we'll start talking about uh, A3, which is a very concise and systematic method uh, for solving and addressing problems. And uh, the first week, they'll also learn about uh, Six Sigma, uh, and they'll start their Six Sigma Black Belt online training. The second week is uh, visiting Theta Care Healthcare System in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a great system. Dr. John Tucson, who was uh, the CEO then, started the Lean Journey 10 years ago. And now, uh, with, uh, uh, with the effort from all, all the team members, uh, including patients, they have come to a stage where uh, the frontline staff, as well as the executives, know how to address any problem uh, in a very systematic manner. Uh, the third week is... Uh, you know, visit to the Akron Children's Hospital, and there they'll learn about 5S and visual management. We very well know about the look-alike, sound-alike drugs, uh, you know, that have uh, in the past caused uh, medical errors. So right. learning visual management and uh, 5S to organize their medical and surgical supplies and pharmaceutical supplies just helps... Uh, uh, people do not make, make any errors. Right. Uh, session four is learning about flow, flow of people, flow of information, flow of supplies. And uh, we'll also talk about um, uh, leveling inventory so that, uh, um, you know, the common thing that I have heard from people when I was uh, working at Dana-Farber and Brigham and Women's you go to a hospital and the first thing they complain about is, oh, there's so much clutter here. And mm -hmm. it's uh, hard for them to uh, figure out what is going on. 
and uh, you know the commonest thing is um, you know people do not have well developed systems so they do a lot of work arounds right. uh, in the sense that uh, you know if they don't find supplies once what people start doing is they start hoarding them and hiding them mm -hmm. away that just results in uh, more inventory and uh, probably a lot of expired products so a visual management um, uh, intense training uh, would be part of uh, session four um, session five is uh, Gemba to Seattle Children's and Group Health in Seattle um, there uh, the, the students will learn about uh, uh, clinic patient flow and uh, application of um, uh, three P's, uh, which is uh, you know designing uh, uh, the facility to improve uh, the efficiency of the processes. And I actually want to uh, mention something here. So at uh, Akron Children's, um, uh, they have been able to save about uh, 3.2 million dollars by not building a new building. All mm -hmm. they did was they used 3P and they reorganized their lab facility and the staff did not feel the need of um, having a new building for their processes, which was just amazing. Yeah. Well, and it, it's great in general that, you know, students will have a chance to go visit Theta Care, Akron Children's, Group Health. Um, group Health was the third, correct? Yeah, and Seattle Children's. Oh, and, and Seattle Children's. So those are four um, outstanding organizations. I've been fortunate to go visit. Um, where I, you know, that it's a great chance to see things in the real world and, and help reinforce for everybody that lean and operational excellence um, can, can be very practical as opposed to being something that's just um, a bunch of theory. So it seems like that that would be a great feature of the program. And, and for listeners, it, um, I've, I've done a number of past podcasts with um, John Toussaint. Um, episode 119 recently was with um, Dr. Dean Gruner, who's the current CEO of ThetaCare. Um, I've interviewed people from Seattle Children's and, and Group Health. So um, more ways for people to dig in and, and take a listen to the types of organizations and, and people they're going to be learning from there in the MBOE program. Um, one other, one other question for you uh, is, is about the profile of students that um, should be applying or are a program, applying for the program. I'm curious what levels of people um, organizationally and in, in their career path and what mix you're seeing between you know, physicians, pharmacists, other clinicians, and people with um, strictly administrative backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So uh, this program actually open to all working professionals. Um, you know, in the current program, we have a, a COO, we have a surgeon, we have a pediatrician, we have nurses, we have uh, uh, people from um, uh, the central sterile supply. So it's a mix of uh, mix of people from different areas in healthcare. We also have someone from uh, from a hospice. So this program is actually open for anyone um, you know working in healthcare who has a passion for um, uh, operational excellence. Uh, uh, you know who um, who are at the manager level and uh, who are willing and who want to lead the operational excellence change in their organization. And would this program at all be appropriate for somebody who is looking to transition industries of, of using this as a way 
um, to get into healthcare, or is the idea that people are currently working for healthcare organizations the way the program is structured? Absolutely. If someone's looking for transi transitioning to healthcare, this program is ideal for them. Uh, you know, we start from the basics. Uh, you know, the challenges that are involved in healthcare. Uh, what are um, what are some of uh, the positive things? Where are the opportunities for improvement? You know, how does medical legislation uh, uh, play a role? So this would be a great pro program for. Uh, those who are transitioning as well. And just as long as people can coordinate the time on campus and, uh, and, as long and all as it's they, open to. Yes, as long as they can coordinate the time on campus. And another important thing is that we also uh, uh, make sure that uh, uh, the student has a sponsor. And a sponsor could be any senior level person that uh, uh, that the student reports into, and we want to have a buy-in of the sponsor uh, in in the learning of the student because uh, our main goal is to make sure that the student is able to apply the knowledge when they go back to their organization. So a sponsor just helps remove the hurdles. Uh, while they are working on the project and also allow them the time to work on the project and uh, try out various options for making those changes. Okay, great. And um, one other, well, a couple other things to cover while we have time here. Um, if you can talk about um, some of the, the coaching. So you have the, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, there's classroom time, there's, there's Gemba time, and there's people who are doing projects, there's opportunity to be coached, um, looking at the list of people here, it looks like um, some very experienced um, lean people, lean professionals and leaders that they're going to be able to get that coaching from. So can, can you talk about that um, a little bit? Yes, I, I think this is one of the best part of this program where uh, the, the teaching does not end when the class ends. When the student goes back and they're working on the capstone project, there would be very experienced coaches who have extensive knowledge and first-hand experience with Lean Systems, Six Sigma, and Value Stream Improvement, who will work with each student. Uh, the coaches will um, go to the uh, student's organization maybe once or twice or more than that, if that's possible. But they would be constantly in touch with the student, either on phone or uh, through web, and help them address the various problems they might come across while implementing uh, implementing those changes. Um, we have very experienced researchers, consultants, and uh, faculty members who team up with the students to make sure that the students become successful. And so if, uh, kind of final things to wrap up on here. If people are interested in the program, can you talk about the application process, information sessions, things like that, and what, what the timeline would be? For uh, applying for this program, uh, all applicants are required to submit an application packet the details of uh, the application packet can be found on our website at www.fisher.osu.edu. The application deadline for a discounted application fee is until June 30th, and the ultimate deadline is September 30th, 2011. All right, thanks, Manalini. And for listeners, um, you can also find links to the program um, at leanblog.org slash 121. So that's leanblog.org slash 121. 
Um, that's a blog post for this episode. And I've also got embedded there um, an overview video um, about the healthcare MBOE program. So you can watch that and um, follow the links to the Ohio State Fisher College of Business website um, if you want to uh, pursue that further. So um, it's really good to hear about the evolution that the program is taking. Um, I think you know anything that is helping teach and, and reinforce the importance of operations excellence in healthcare, in addition to clinical excellence and technical excellence. Um, you know, I, I feel personally that operational excellence is uh, a very important part of the puzzle um, for healthcare. Um, so that's why I'm happy to um, give some exposure to what you're doing um, on the program here today on the podcast. So, um, Renalini, thanks for taking time to um, share with us um, today. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.